the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka, and it's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. Okay, hey. We're getting our weekend officially started off just right with the brought today's broadcast live on the front porch of, from Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka and lunch after the show. And we invite you to come on up and join a bunch of other fellow Central Floridians and do exactly the same thing. You know how to have fun and know how to uh, go to the get a great meal at a great place. I was going to say, and eat some really good barbecue. Have uh, Of course, we are on the brink, not too far away from school starting. In fact... One of the things we'll talk about is fall, in quotations, fall, in quotations, football practice begins Monday, (laughs) July 30th, this coming Monday. Of course, we'll talk about um, that. And, of course, this is a great opportunity to remind you that 1520 WBCW is your home for Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics, your on-air home, and for Apopka Blue Daughter Football Broadcast. And Joe and I look forward to bringing you the games once again this year. In fact, our first broadcast will be... Friday, August the 17th, coming to you live from Mainland High School, from Daytona Beach, as we take on Daytona Mainland in the preseason game. Will we have time to kick around on the beach? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) And um, especially since the stadium is on the mainland. But um, (laughs) we... um, and then, of course, the first regular season game will be the, the following week, and we travel to Okoye High School to play the Okoye Knights. So we're really excited about that. We'll talk more about it on our program today, but also several other topics that we'll talk about. We'll kind of have an eclectic show uh, as we bring you up to date over the summer. I, one thing I do want to discuss is a great artic- a great story that was that's documented in t- this week's Apopka Chief and Planner where the uh, Coach Scott Williams led an effort of Apopka Blue Darter students, athletes, ball players, and other citizens down to Puerto Rico to help uh, with the people down there as they still are trying to deal with the aftermath of the right. devastating hurricanes they had. And uh, that was just uh, Hurricane Maria um, last September. And, you know, Joe, I think this really speaks to the kind of a, a community Apopka is that so many people, especially great leadership like our coaches, Co- uh, Pastor Todd Lanfear, Coach Scott Williams, and the, the young people were, wanted to go down there and, and do what they could to, to help. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. That shows the, the size of the heart that Apopka has. They are caring. And the leadership at Apopka High School to take these kids down into the show. And this is how you help your fellow man. 
and, for, and this is all documented in this week's Apopka Chief and Planner. In fact, speaking of the Apopka Chief and Planner, we look forward to being joined by John Peary later in our program. But according to uh, today's article from June 25th to June 29th, a group of more than 30 teenagers, parents, and coaches did everything from helping out at an orphanage to feeding people in neighborhoods to painting a building to teaching actually a, a little basketball as well. And so once again, I want to give a big shout out to Coach Apopka's head basketball coach, Scott Coach, coach Scott Williams, and of course, Pastor Todd Lamphere of New Destiny Christian Center in Apopka was there as well. I'm sure that it wasn't just uh, let's go hit the beach kind of vacation. They were down there. I never saw the, the beach. They, they were working hard. And um, and also the parents, for because uh, uh, you know, kids don't do that without it's certainly the approval and even encouragement and support of their parents. So, as right. Joe said, that's, that's just one example of the kind of big-hearted community that we have right here in Apopka. I also want to give you another update about uh, another outstanding Apopka Blue Darter athlete, in this case, former athlete, Petey Virgos. Or at least former high school. Yes, he's in college now. And, and still very much the athlete. And PD is now at, uh, he's just finished his first season in college. He had another outstanding year at Calumet College of St. Joseph's in Hammond, Indiana. And uh, most recently, he bowled at his first professional tournament and did very well there. In fact, um, from an already impressive average of roughly 205 to more than 220 pins, Petey also claimed two individual state championships and is clearly the most decorated athlete, of course, in the sport of bowling at the high school level in the state of Florida. And now yeah. he is, um, you know, embarking and made his first, uh, you know, his debut, if you will, uh, in the ranks of professional bowling and you know, will continue to follow his progress. And believe me, all the, those professional bowlers have their eye on Petey because he's now their competition. And, of course, he, he, he was also one that's, that's worthy of note is that PD was the made a successful transition from the high school ranks to college that's always a huge step up uh, in a lot of respects it's probably not, seamless not just uh, in terms of competition but also in terms of you know moving away from home for the first time the whole academic uh, right. regimen and uh, of college and all those things meeting new people leaving your friends and family all those wonderful all those things that are challenging things. And uh, P.D. Virgos uh, obviously has made a great uh, freshman year at Calumet College of St. Joseph's, which, by the way, uh, and they're located in Hammond, Indiana, by the way, at, at, during the course of this most recent bowling season, collegiate bowling season, Calumet College of St. Joseph's was at one time ranked number one in the country. So that's the kind of elite bowling school that, that P.D. Is, is competing at, uh, at now and attending, competing for. Well, also, I want to let you know, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, football right now as, as we embark upon uh, not you know our first broadcast uh, you know, of the preseason game, which is still a few weeks away. But practice starts Monday. And, Joe, why don't we just kind of pick up from some of the things that, that Coach Darlington shared with us over the course of the, of the appearances he made with us over the course of the spring. And, you know, one of the things, as, as he was very explicit, in sharing with us was he one of the the big projects if you will going into spring football was to rebuild the offensive line you know we had several returning starters but we lost two huge 
cogs, two mainstays in that offensive line, uh, two three-year starters, uh, Ed Montellas and Will Barnes, uh, both of them going to University of North Carolina to play dig- Division One football, Power Five Division One football. And so the offensive line was a project, and, you know, just um, but over the course of the spring, you know, based on Coach's last interview with us uh, after the spring jamboree where we scored 77 points right. uh, over the course of four quarters against two teams, he seemed to, um, you know, I'd say, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say please, but he's, he definitely seemed to be pleased with the progress that, that the offensive line had made. Yeah, uh, we just lost one of the, our centers, uh, who I guess just decided not to play ball, and they moved Coggle back into that position. So he's he's shifting people around. From what I was reading today in the Apopka Chief, he's kind of okay with the offense for the moment, but looking at the defense. And that's another thing about, uh, again, once again, as written by John Perry in this week's Apopka Chief, and we'll have a chance to talk to John hopefully a bit later in our show about his, uh, about his I guess, preview and his look at Apopka football as we enter the uh, start of fall practice on Monday. It's just certainly the defense is another one of the, the question marks right. for a variety of reasons. One, you know, certainly under Coach Darlington's leadership, our offense has just always been spectacular, is no other way to put it. I mean, the offense consistently performs at a very high level. Um, however, you know, the de- defense doesn't always, to be brutally honest. And uh, defense, I think, made made a good effort last year. They sure did. did. did well last yeah. year. But um, certainly huge improvements in pass defense, in pass coverage, and even pass rush. But uh, we lost a lot of key players on defense as well. And so there'll be a lot of new faces out there. And I know that he was looking for, particularly at the linebacker position, mm-hmm. is where we, you know, we... Um, will be a, a, a focus of emphasis. Yeah, he's looking for depth. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, we'll continue to follow the progress, but certainly defense will be a major priority in fall practice of, of getting up to the kind of a level that we'll need to c- compete against the compete uh, kind of elite teams we're playing. Especially, you know, with, with Kaiva, they've really come a long way. They, they're, they're now a powerhouse, someone we need to worry about, as well as West Orange, Dr. Phillips. We've got a serious schedule. And uh, you're really excited about that, you know, and that's one thing at one point I want to make to our listeners and to and, and, and one thing another point I want to make too is Joe is that you know it's not only a pop blue darter fans who listen to our football broadcast, it, it's the fans and uh, alumni and supporters of the of the teams that we're playing. Yes. But also uh, this is the only high school football broadcast uh, on the air in the in the whole um, Central Florida market. So just high school fans in general, people who have a heart and have a love for high school football, tune in and listen to our broadcast as well. So it's a popular blue daughter football in 1520 WBGW is a big deal. It's a big deal in a pocket. It's a big deal throughout central Florida. And what I'm getting to is that we'll have a real treat this season. It's always a real treat, but a popkit plays one of the most, I don't know exactly what the right word, interesting. You can say it's challenging. tough, challenging, exciting schedules of any high school in the state of Florida. We've got numerous Florida powerhouses and in addition to just our regular district games uh, on our schedule and our rival games. So every single week there'll be a lot of juice, if you will, and a lot of interest in a popular Blue Rider football this fall. It's definitely going to keep you on the edge of your seat all season long. So definitely if you have it now, and like you were saying, a lot of alumni from the other schools listen to the broadcast, download the mobile app, 
and literally you could hear the ball games anywhere in the country as long as you've got a signal. If you got a few bars on your phone, you could hear the ball games. And that's a great point too, because people do literally listen to Blue Daughter, our Blue Daughter football broadcast uh, online around America and around the world, actually. Yep. And that way, we're always pleased, very pleased when they share their feedback with us, which they often do, either via Facebook or text messages or, or, or however they choose to do that. I so before we go to break here in just a moment, I do uh, want to. I'll just touch on the schedule a little bit. And then we'll talk more about it uh, when we come back from break, our football schedule. And also on the show today, I also want to talk about a little bit about popular Blue Order baseball because Coach Mike McDaniel, of course, had his first season as the new coach and delivered an outstanding season. And sure did. He's continuing to work as we speak even to prepare for another great season next season. But, um, in fact, I think I'll wait. I'll wait. We'll talk about the schedule when we come back from the break. Uh, before we go to break, I want to remind everybody we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. A little bit later, we look forward to being joined by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner. We're talking about a variety of sports on the program today, um, and especially a, a hard look at football, which is fall practice begins this coming Monday, July 30th. Also want to let you know that Blue Darter Athletics on 1520 WBGW is supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find out more at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com or just give them a call at 866-FLADoor. That's 866-FLADoor. And tell them you're in a Popka Blue Darter. And I also want to give a big shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., and all of our friends over at BurnFatOrlando.com. Of course, uh, his program come, precedes Blue Darter Sports Central um, every Friday. And um, I want to also let you know that if you've been in an accident, that I encourage you to call Dr. Patrick St. Germain. When you're in pain, for any reason, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. 855 when in pain. Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Well, friends, we're going to go to our first break. Coming to you live from Porky's. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, getting ready to, after our program ends today, right around 12 noon, we look forward to having a great lunch here at Porky's with a bunch of other Blue Darters and Central, Central Floridians who know how to enjoy a great lunch. And I, we were talking about a variety of topics on the show today, and we want to go back to football in just a moment. But um, before we do, I do want to mention briefly a little, talk a little bit about baseball. Of course, it was great. One of the great things about this season, it was great to have Coach Mike McDaniel join us on a pretty frequent basis on our show. And do want to acknowledge once again, and we've talked about it before, of course, but that he had an excellent debut season, 19 and six record. You know, I did, we kind that of is pretty had, incredible. Had it a bittersweet end, or bitter end, actually. You know, we lost the first game of the postseason to Lake Brantley, but you know, that's kind of part of the whole process, and that's certainly not an unusual situation either. It's actually some of our best teams have gone down early 
in uh, the postseason. You know, especially when you're a new coach, you got a new staff and everything. That's phenomenal. That's great. Exactly. You know, it doesn't always go seamless when a new coach comes in because, you know, uh, Eric Laster was here for, I think, about five years mm-hmm. and did an outstanding job, had great relationships built up. And uh, a lot of times a new coach, uh, for whatever reason, doesn't uh, bond, if you will, with the with the existing players, parents, and, uh, and so forth. But, you know, Coach McDaniel certainly came in. He earned, gained the trust early of, of the players. And... Um, resulted in a, in a great season and we're looking looking ahead uh, looking forward to another great season of popka baseball coming up this spring yeah, he definitely established himself as as an excellent leader and and coach and so all the new players coming on board now we're going to just buy into the program and it's like you said roger very exciting season coming up and then a, a, another thing is um about good mcdaniel of course he works tirelessly on the on the program and uh yeah, on the field, he, he's he's doing those things every single day. It's not just coaching a team, building a program at the level of the the programs we have at Apopka to have the kind of consistent level of of excellence. Right. It's not just a coach the team during the season kind of a deal. I mean, it's literally a 365 day process. You're right. It doesn't um, happen overnight. Working at it to make sure you're prepared uh, when the season starts. So. And then one other thing about Coach McDaniel that I personally, as a, an alumni and an alumni of the program, really appreciates is he's got a real heart for the history and tradition of the program. He welcomes and embraces the former players, the former accomplishments of uh, teams that came before, um, before him. And I, you know, I can't tell you how much I really appreciate that aspect as well. You know, and, and you kind of would expect that, even though I know there are some coaches and, and people that – kind of shun their pa- the past of the program they're now heading up and wanting to make their own mark yeah well, I, well ideally you know you would expect it uh, but uh, the real world is doesn't always you know, a lot of times that doesn't happen that yeah, way for, you're for, right. for whatever reason you now go. let's shift back to football and let's shift back to well let's, once again great time to remind you that once again this season a pot 1520 WBZW will be your own ha- on air home for a popular Blue Rider football broadcast uh, game time for all the home games will be 7 p.m. and also um, streaming worldwide on our on the 1520 WBCW right. phone app and on the website 1520 WBCW website. And I, I do want to acknowledge we've got some brand new sponsors that I want to enthusiastically exciting. acknowledge. And of course, they'll be joining our longtime loyal existing sponsors, Porky's Original Barbecue. Uh, Saint Ger- Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C. and St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFanOrlando.com. Also, Florida Door Solutions, of course. But uh, adding to that wonderful lineup, we will have Batiste Orthodontics, who actually will be opening a brand-new location in Apopka very soon, within probably the next two months or so, two to three months, if not sooner. Also, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, in fact, that's owned by former Apopka Blue Rider baseball player and alumni Mike Martin. It was great to have Mike join us last week on the show. Apopka Mower. And, of course, uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a moment. And then, of course, Rosati's Pizza Pub, located in the Hunt Club area right next to Publix. And we're really excited about um, having Rosati's join us, and we're looking forward to getting over there and doing some shows from over there. That'd be great. And uh, one other thing about... Uh, Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, they are located, you know, they recent, they recently relocated because they had a fire at their existing location uh, that there was a catalyst for a new move for them, and they've got a brand new showroom 
up quite a bit north of where they were before. Now they're located on Highway 441, also known as Orange Blossom Trail, um, up in what you know, we old uh, old timers called the, the Plymouth area. They're up in Plymouth. That's right. They're right next to the 429. 429 goes over. I pass them every day, coming back and forth to work. And it's a very easy to find location, and they're serving all of certainly of the greater Apopka area, North Orange County, right. Northwest Orange County, South Lake County, and South Seminole County. And uh, if you haven't been up there, I would encourage you to do so. If, if you need anything to do with your lawn equipment or anything to take care of your yard or landscaping, because they've got an incredibly impressive array of, of lawnmowers and equipment. That they do. Now, let's go back now to football and let's talk specifically about the schedule and Right out of the blocks, we have a very interesting and important game. It'll be the preseason game, and I want to emphasize, because the preseason games, they get a lot of publicity. In fact, uh, sure the media do. pretty much treats these uh, almost like a like you would treat a regular season game in terms of the kind we of coverage do. they get. But uh, actually, I do want to emphasize that it, the game doesn't count on the schedule, doesn't count in the standings. It's, it's literally an exhibition game. And as he's told us before, Coach Darlington likes to play um, top-notch competition in these preseason exactly. games and in, and in the spring games as well. In fact, as he has, as, as, as he has expressed on the show, he likes a lot. Oftentimes, he likes to go on the road uh, in these preseason games, play a quality uh, uh, opponent, uh, a quality opponent who has a lot of fans, who has a strong Friday night football culture, because he feels that helps to prepare us. For a, as he put it, a, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but it, it's a, a playoff game type of atmosphere. Exactly, and it's going to be at uh, Daytona Municipal Stadium on the 17th. So if you haven't planned to go, please do. Get and your it, tickets now. If for some reason you can't make it, just you know, tune us in on 1520WBZW or 1520WBZW.com or stream with the 1520WBZW I mean, phone app. It's nice to see a ton of blue darters at an away game. It really is that that helps support the team, and you know, Popka's got a great tradition of just that very thing of traveling and and showing up uh, to and on the road. I um, so and, and of course Mainland is a is a true powerhouse in the state of Florida. In fact, you know, we have made the playoffs every single season since the year two thousand, which was Coach Darlington's second season at Apopka, right? Uh, on his in his first stint as head coach, so that's a phenomenal. Uh, Run all the way, ever since the new millennium, if you will. Popka has been in the playoffs every single year. Uh, to put that in perspective, Daytona Mainland—they actually have been in the playoffs ever year since 1999. Wow! So they've even got a longer con- play uh, run of consecutive playoff appearances than we do. That that speaks to the quality of their program, and so it will be uh, a chance for us to test ourselves in the preseason game against a, a top-notch opponent. It's the kickoff classic, so make sure you're there and tune us in. On the road, as Doe said, from the Daytona Municipal Stadium in Daytona Beach, and that'll be Friday night, August 17th. Then, and I, I'll just kind of run down off the top of my head. I might not get the order exactly right, but because uh, there's so many, there's so many <laughs> so-called big games yeah there are and and interesting games and tough games and rivalry games that uh, literally almost every single week there's there's a a, a huge storyline behind every game we play but of course the our first regular season game 
will be against Okoye. And I said before, I misspoke before, it, it will not be on the road. We will be hosting that game. That game will be at home right. at Roger Williams Field. So Popka plays the first of six home games on August the 21st against the Okoye Knights. Now, Okoye has, you know, they've not really, you know, certainly what you could not call an elite program. They've been kind of more in the 500 range type pro- program for the last several years. Um, but one thing about the, you know, first of all, anytime you play, anytime you play your first game of the season, that's always a big deal within itself. Exactly. No matter who you play. And Okoye is, we've got a, a very interesting history with Okoye and Okoye High School has its own very inter- interesting history because this is actually the third generation, third iteration of an Okoye High School. There was the original Okoye High School back in the day, the early 1900s. Somewhere along the way after World War II, uh, they phased that out, and the Okoye citizens went over to Winter Garden Lakeview, which is now West Orange. And so Okoye High School went away. (laughs) Then back in in the early 60s, it was refounded once again, uh, same location uh, and everything. And then that lasted until 19... 75 and once again Okoye High School at Okoye High School and then Lakeview High School and Winter Garden were combined into what is now West Orange High School and then uh, a few years ago it was probably 10 years or so ago now um, as o- as the whole area grew over there uh, it became time for another high school and thanks solely to the efforts of former mayor Scott Vandergrift the late mayor Scott Vandergrift that became Okoye High School again. So it's now the third uh, iteration of Okoye High School. Now, to me, they're all the same. But the the new Okoye High School is in a new location. They've got new colors. The old Okoye was red and white. They were the Cardinals, which to me, every time I hear Okoye High School, I I think think of red and white Cardinals. Now they're black and gold. They're the Knights. Um, And I don't, you know, so anyway, but according to, from my perspective, I'm just going to, you know, I, I consider all three of them to be the, the same school, basically. So basically, if I got this right, Okoye High School just won't go away. <laughs> Apparently not. They just won't go away. That, that's <laughs> something we uh, better take into account when we play them over there. That's right. Or when they come over here. And never underestimate Or when they come over here. And never underestimate them. And then one other couple of uh, historical footnotes. The very first win in Apopka football history was against Okoye. The original Okoy. That was what, 1935? Uh, th- 1933. I was close. And they were really, they were really powerhouse back in those days, and it was a huge upset. And then, from what accounts I've read, that um, the Apopka adopted the Blue Darter as the mascot before that game. There was another mascot once the, when the season started, and that Okoy game uh, took place uh, in, several games into the season after the season had started, mm-hmm. and. For, for whatever reason, in, a, in, a, in the, you know, there was actually a driving force. One individual uh, man, and, and Mayor Land was a source of a lot of this because uh, he was in school at the time. Right. Um, as an eighth grader, uh, they chose to select the Blue Darter as the mascot before that game against Okoy, and the guys went out and won that game, the first win in program history. Now, for those that don't know what a Blue Darter is, it is a small, quick, vicious little hawk. Cooper's Hawk. Cooper's Hawk. That will tear you up. Known for their ferocity, absolutely. And <laughs> speaking of which, and we're pleased to be joined by John Perry now, the Apopka Chief and Planner. John? And um, David Whitley of the Orlando Sentinel had a column 
recently about the Cooper's Hawks. Oh, really? And just how incredibly vicious they were. And actually, they're disrupting a whole uh, develop, housing development down in uh, southeast uh, Orlando, or Orange County. Interesting. Now, he did not, unfortunately, David did not refer to the Cooper's Hawk as the Blue Darter, but I had to get a chuckle out of that because that's just, that fits in perfectly with the, everything we know about the character of the Blue, of, of the Blue Darter. Yes, we do known for their aggressiveness, uh, tenacity, uh, speed, and quickness, and a ferocity. Now, well, John, it's great to see you. Thanks Good for coming to be over. here. Thanks. And we were just kind of talking in general about the schedule. Now we're up on our, our next break. We'll go to our break right now. When we come back, we'll continue to talk Blue Darter Sports on Blue Darter Sports Central, and, and we'll be joined by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner right now. Before you go to break, I want to once again remind you uh, that Blue Darter Sports Central is supported by Florida Door Solutions. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's great to be with you today. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, and it's a great day to be on the front porch at Porky's. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Joe Ferraro's here, and we're glad you're joining us as well. And now our main topic on our program today is Apopka football. Of course, in quotations, fall football practice starts Monday, July 30th. And we're going to talk about it. And now we're pleased to be joined by John Perry, who, of course, is an authority on Apopka Blue Water football. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more in depth. And, um, you know, John, you had a great front-page article in the, in the Chief today. And why don't you share a little bit about, about with our listeners about what they can expect? Well, the, you know, as you say, practice begins on Monday for all the high school football teams in the state. Um, you know, it's it's, and I'll get on my soapbox here a little bit. Uh, the you know the first week, and I understand the thought behind it. The first week is no contact and acclimation period. Uh, you know the first two days are shorts and helmets only. The next three days uh, are they can add shoulder pads. But it's it's not a there's still no contact until the following week, uh, the following Monday. Um, so the but 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 earlier this week, for instance, Apopka went to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp uh, down in Lakeland. It was just two days this year. Uh, it's been three in the past. But uh, anyway, so they they're able to. It's a limited scrimmage, as I like to call it. Uh, players wear helmets, shoulder pads, jerseys, and and they don't. And and they, there is some hitting. They don't wear the the bottom, the, the the pants or the the thigh pads. So it's limited hitting. But there's blocking and not necessarily tackling. But they they you know go up and hit a guy and that kind of thing. So there's contact. These kids have been working out in the in the summer, out in the heat, in the humidity all summer long outside. Uh, it's not. I mean, I understand why they're doing it because when kids have an issue you know this this is the initial reaction and i appreciate that the bottom line is that uh you know they could probably do uh, have a one or two day acclimation period so to speak uh and be just as fine with it but it, it, that's that's my soapbox so anyway bottom line is they have one week of of no contact then they start contact the following week 
and uh, you know all the schools are, are doing the same thing. And uh, I know, for instance, uh, Popka's practices next week won't be all that long because there's there's you know uh, especially with with this group uh, coming since there's no contact, they, you know they'll run some plays, they'll run some stuff. Uh, you know, against air, against bags, and that kind of stuff, so they can visualize it. The offensive lineman can at least visualize the guy, the defensive lineman, even if you can't can't uh, block him. So you know, and and I know I uh, was communicating with uh, Wakiva coach Rich Bettison this morning, and and they're going at least next first two days are going just ten to noon. You know, uh, it's you know, first of all, you get a little bit cooler at that point. We generally don't have the problem with lightning and, and thunderstorms. Not that you don't ever, but generally not. And but it's it's you're getting practice in, but it's not a full fledged practice because there is no contact or anything along that line. So, bottom line is they'll get past that. All the teams will get past that, and and then begin the the real um, the real um, practice, as it were, the next week. Um, and the Popka will will be participating August 11th in a, what they call an officials scrimmage uh, over at West Orange. Pop will be playing two quarters against Mount Dora, um, which, you know, I'm not sure how much that will help a pop, except it will help give them some, some opportunity to, to play against somebody else and see something else and, and, and do a little competition. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect Mount Dora would, would, would give them a whole lot of competition from a uh, if they were keeping score stamp, and of course they'll keep score, but it'd just be it's like I say just two quarters. Bottom line, it'll give them a chance to 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 uh, have some opportunity to hit somebody in another another color jerseys. And what those those officials scrimmage is not a, in a quote official scrimmage. It's a scrimmage for, for the officials for the officials to especially the younger ones and more and inexperienced ones to to get their feet wet so to speak because uh, otherwise it's not till the preseason game when they get they 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 don't have a practice <laughs> to to go to so uh contact or non-contact so bottom line is it helps the officials and you you'll see a bunch of zebras out there if you go it's it's kind of funny but uh then then the the ones who are more experienced guys we see a lot on friday nights for a popkey games because it's the the higher end of of competition around here uh they will be out there maybe in clipboard with clipboards and that kind of thing and and in in a teaching mode to for the younger guys and ladies there's uh, there's definitely some ladies out there i know there was there was one uh lady at the uh spring jamboree who was and they had uh, for instance there at the spring jamboree they were they were uh putting officials in some different spots for that they had more than than what they needed and and so they were in and out and changing positions and you know one guy was the referee for uh, several plays and 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 then might move to another position on the field you know headlinesman that type of thing uh for the next series of downs but uh, and then they had i know especially in the, that second uh two quarters that apopka had against Orange City, Orange City University in the spring January, they had a situation where they had two or three uh, of the headlinesmen uh, over there, uh, you know, on that side, on the Apopka sideline. Um, so anyway, bottom line is, is that's that's always good for, for teams. It gives them a chance to hit somebody else. And then 
you know, six days later, uh, August 17th, is, of course, as y'all mentioned earlier, uh, is uh, will be uh, a pop will be at Mainland for the for the preseason game. And then the week after that, the 24th, a pop will open up at home against Alcoi. Friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Joey and I right now are talking with John Perry of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Now, John, well, let's talk a little bit about you know kind of some of the things you covered in your article today. Just what Coach Darnton is looking for, some of the challenges of getting the team ready, and you know once again as we pick up the storyline from from the spring uh, of the offensive line. You know, of course, replacing two huge, uh, great offensive linemen, Ed Montellis and Will Barnes, who are now at the University of North Carolina. Um, just how, where, and of course, you know, just bring us up today because apparently we've lost the the player that um, coach was counting on uh, as to be the starting center um, after spring practice. Yeah, um, Costin York, the young man, is a, who was playing center during the spring, uh, decided to, to uh, not play, and uh, so that's move. Will I'm assuming that, uh, and at least right now, the plan is that Jake Coggle will move back to center. He had been moved to outside tackle, which is uh, you know, the most important position on that offensive line, the way the, the offense runs in the single wing, or even in the spread because of the. it's the same uh, blocking. It's just a different formation. But anyway, in the Apopka offense, that outside tackle is, is the primo spot. And so, anyway, Jake was out there, but he'll move back to, to center unless – Something, some miracle occurs and somebody else pops up. But the chances of that happening are probably like chances of me uh, entering a marathon next week. So uh, it's just not going to happen um, unless there's hot dogs involved. So <laughs> bottom line is is they've got to got to work through that, and that that'll be, you know, he already Rick already knows how he wants to handle it. It's just a matter of putting it all together and then seeing if it works. Um, yeah, they're they're looking for uh, some more work, some more uh, depth, some more learning uh, on the defensive side because you know they've gone through this three-four that that uh, they had unveiled at the at the spring jamboree. I'd I'd heard inklings of it and they knew it was coming, but uh, uh, it, w- it wasn't anything official until they ran out there on the field and, and lined up in the three-four and. and uh, so the coaches are learning that as well. Um, you know, even though Rick doesn't coach the defense directly, um, and, and he's done that more or so over the last two or three years than he has previously, but but uh, even though he's he, he's the offensive guy, he's also the head coach. So he he doesn't know the the three four the nuances. I'll say. Uh, he was talking about some of the techniques, and the you know we've got three down linemen, two outside linebackers who generally, a lot of times, line up as as, as defensive ends, uh, stand up defensive ends. So you, in essence, got a five man line, but yet technically it's only three. You've got you've got techniques that when you line up in a certain gap or excuse me on 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 uh, head up with somebody that depending on how the coaches want to play it your technique is different on how you approach that block and so you know sometimes it's uh you know the coaches in this case are are learning those nuances are getting the uh getting the coaching level down so they can teach the kids and and that takes some time very interesting stuff we'll go to a break in just a moment and we'll continue to talk with john perry about 
popular Roger football. Of course, as we've said you know, many times today, the fall practice starts on Monday, this coming Monday, July the 30th. This gives us a chance to tell you a little bit more about our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, burnfatorlando.com. Once again, for they've been voted best in Apopka for so many years, it's pretty much lost count. But uh, mainly I want to tell you a little bit about St. Germain Chiropractic and let you know that if you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WIN-IN-PAIN. It also, of course, let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFederlander.com support all, not only support Apopka Blue Darter Football, Blue Darter Sports Central, but all the programs you hear on 1520 WBZW. When we come back, we'll continue to talk Apopka Blue Darter football and um, also as, uh, encourage you to come on up and, and have lunch with us. We'll be having lunch right here at Porky's right after the show, which will be right around 12 noon. We'd love to see you here as well. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Pleased to be joined by John Perry, the Apopka Chief and Planner. Joe is here, of course, as well. And we're talking Apopka Blue Darter football. Once again, before we go back to John Perry, I want to remind you that once again, 1520 WBCW, Apopka's hometown radio station, will be your on-air home for Apopka Blue Darter football coming up this fall. And of course, as we said before, it all gets started with the preseason game, Friday evening, August 17th, versus on the road versus Daytona Mainland over at Daytona Municipal Stadium. Uh, right now, we're talking with John, and he's got an excellent article, front page article in the Apopka Chief Sports section today, kind of as a kind of a preview of what to expect and what coach is looking at as we head into the start of fall practice. And John, we were talking, you know, about you know, defense changes in the defense uh, when we went to break. Let's talk about some personnel because, um, you know, I think that, if I'm not mistaken, what the linebacker position is a position of interest and, um, you know, uh, of course other positions as well. What, what are we looking like in terms of, you know, maybe some you know, veteran returning players that the coach is counting on and uh, some of, the, some of the, uh, the, the spots that are open and who's competing to, to see who's going to be the starter there? Well, there's, you know, the, the linebacker position, as you mentioned, was wide open. Uh, lost all, all the, you know, the, at that point it was a 4-3 defense. So I lost all three starting linebackers from last year. Uh, so, you know, now, especially with having a 3-4, you need an additional one anyway. So, but they were able to fill those slots and, and did so a little, I don't know that it was easier, but it seemed to me from my vantage point that it was a little easier. I was expecting more lamenting from Rick about that. Uh, but, but those guys did a fairly good job. There's, um, you know, there's been a couple of, uh, transfers in the Apopka usually has the transfers going out they actually had a couple kids who who have uh, are now involved in the program who who uh, previously weren't uh, and uh, one of them up front on defense is uh, Johnny Robinson's younger brother and of course Johnny is up at Charleston Southern doing a great job uh, getting some preseason accolades up there and and uh, but his younger brother is 
uh, going to be, I think he's just a freshman. Uh, he's either a freshman or sophomore. I'm pretty sure he's a freshman coming up. And, uh, you know, if he's Johnny started as a, as a freshman. So I, I think there's that family uh, uh, athleticism and, and, and whatnot that, that's going to going to make a difference uh, there so uh, possibly he he will add some depth up front uh, on the defense and so but then there's uh, two or three guys who are uh, coming in for uh, you know who have will help in the in the back end on the defense uh, some of the couple of these transfers and so anyway bottom line is uh, there's going to be some some new guys and it will take it take a little while for all that to gel I'm assuming uh, along with the, the change to the three four but uh, this Popka defense might be a little better than you would have looked at prior to spring practice. Uh, you know, prior to spring practice, it's like, okay, where's the, who are we going to have here? Who are we going to have there? Where's our depth? And that type of thing. So uh, that that defensive side's looking a little bit better, perhaps, uh, than than might have thought in, in, in back in April now that uh, late July is, is here. And one thing we talked about before you joined us is the secondary. Pass defense in general was much improved last year, both in terms of secondary play and also pass rush. And uh, how do you? And I know we got Anthony Fielding's back, and you know, from I'm, I'm personally, I'm real high on him. It seems like he's out there playing great every game, making big plays, and uh, so it's, you know, he's an exciting player to watch. How do you see the the, the secondary? Well, that, the Anthony is certainly the the guy back there in terms of experience and and you're right roger he he does a a fine job back there and has made some very uh important plays through the through the last couple years and uh you know he's uh he's expected to be a leader back there and 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 be a playmaker and and that's what they need uh somebody who can you know if, if you're not able to pick it off you at least are covering the guy and 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 uh, you know, playing pass defense, knocking stuff down, uh, keeping the guy from from catching it. Uh, you know, and every cornerback, every defensive back is going to get beat. Uh, you know, the best that ever were in the you know in the NFL. Deion Sanders, one of the best ever, and you know he would get burned once in a while. So it's going to happen. You know, especially when you've got very good wide receivers. And I know, for instance, and it pops in my mind, as I said, what good wide receivers. Well, Kaiva's a great example. We all think of their defense. They've got some guys uh, who can catch passes. They're, they're going to be a much better passing team this year, uh, just as an aside. Uh, back to Apopka, I, you know, I would think that as, you know, the one thing about the change to the 3-4, it doesn't change a lot of the coverages and the way they – they do that in the back end with the defensive back. So, you know, those you're still going to have two cornerbacks, two safeties, uh, you know. And now part of, you know, depending on who they're facing, you know, one or two of these linebackers will be more like uh, up, you know, uh, up close safeties, however you want to put it, you know, will be more involved in, in pass coverage. And, and you're always involved in, in pass coverage as a linebacker, but it's mostly dinks and dunks or, uh, uh, boot, boot legs and waggles and, and those kind of things. A little, little uh, uh, stretch across the the middle. You know where a guy, a slot receiver, just runs straight across the to the toward the other side and and you know you hit him in stride and and he gains seven or eight yards before the the linebacker can catch him or safety comes up and, and makes a tackle. So, uh, bottom line is, you know uh, the the pass coverage is pass defense should be better. 
this year because most of those guys are coming back, and they've got a couple new guys, like I said, some of the transfers who are coming in who play back there and, and will help provide some depth and, and you know, competition and practice. That all, always makes us every, every one of us better if we're having to compete for, for our job and, and to, to get some playing time in this case. Well, in, in our waiting moments, you'd mentioned week high, we talked a, you know, somewhat about the schedule, didn't get as in-depth into it as, as I planned to, but mainly the short story is there's pretty much a really interesting game, a tough game, a, a big game every single week, um, whether it's a you know, district game, rival game, team from another region, all those kinds of things. But Wekaiba, obviously, you know, they've, they're now a powerhouse in the state of Florida. They made it to the Final Four. They beat Apopka for the first time uh, last year. How do you see them, and how do you, uh, you know, tell us, share some insights about the Wekaiba program with us. Well, I'd like to say, I think uh, we, we know about their defense. So that, that's going to be outstanding. It's, uh, those, all those guys up front who are very good as juniors are now back as seniors. Uh, they're D1, high D1 type guys. Uh, then Ryan Davis, who was there as a sophomore, moved to Texas uh, last year as a junior. Now is back at Wakiva. Uh, he's a, a stud linebacker that everybody wants. Um, they they've got they've got it all going over there. And uh, you know, with Sean Robles at at, uh, at quarterback, um, he's a transferred from a pop a couple years ago is, is a I think I guess is a freshman maybe as a sophomore but anyway uh, he's he played some last year but now he's the guy he's got enough he's more of a drop back quarterback uh, long and lanky and, and big arm but he's got enough escapability to make it work back there because uh, you're gonna you got to have that no matter what level you're in but uh, he's got a big arm and they've got those wide receivers who are very good they're big they're tall uh, some of these five seven cornerbacks are going to have tough tough time covering those guys as as Wakiva looks to will we'll air it out probably more this year uh, with Buddy Hurd calling the place he likes a, he likes those big plays when it comes to passing Buddy does and that game will be on the road and of course we'll have all the action for you over the air on 1520 WBZW on the website and with the 1520 WBZW phone app well friends and Blue Darters it's about that time well thank you for joining us we're going to stick around and have lunch at Porky's we invite you to come up and join us in fact there's a bunch of people already doing that right now out here on the front porch at Porky's and uh, we want to thank uh, Jeff in the studio Joe here on location John thank you for coming over sharing your insights well thank you Roger for having me and the football practice starts this Monday and we'll from this point on we'll be, have a really keen focus on a pop to blue daughter football on our station. Have a great day. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.